Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. We are CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And it's time for a round of Is It Bop In for the biggest K-pop releases of February 2023. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for an awesome global music podcast? Chris and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience performing on stage and working at record labels. We review and deep dive into your favorite artists' songs and careers and also interview music heavy hitters, including artists, producers, choreographers, and everything in between. So come join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. Subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. Yes. And thanks to everyone for being awesome on Patreon and our socials for voting in our polls. Your input helped us decide which six songs we're going to talk about in today's episode. It was a very, very close call between Stacey and Triple S. So I ended up having to run extra polls just to see the votes between the two. Um, so yes, every vote counts. So make sure to join in, subscribe, leave a comment, follow us on all socials at CCTV Pops. We will put another poll up at the end of March. So keep an eye out. But today we're discussing February. So let's get into it. Do we have bops or flops? Welcome to Is It Boppin'. Here we discuss the songs and discuss the production, lyrics and videos and everything in between. So let's find out. Do we have bops or flops? Well, first, we have Boo Suk Soon, BSS from Seventeen with Fighting featuring Lee Young-ji. And the song was done by Uzi, Bumzu, Hoshi Tokyum, Sungwan, and Lee Young-ji, and S-Coops. Uh, members of uh, Seventeen are definitely featured in this. And Park Ki-te. So I'm gonna let you kick us off. What do you think about Fighting? Yes. <laughs> well, first off, this subunit is made up of three of my favorite members of Seventeen. So I was very excited. And it instantly reminded me, of course, of EXO CBX. You know, mm -hmm. three of the brighter members, the more charismatic members coming together to do something a little sillier, a little lighter. Um, so that's really, really fun. And yeah, the song is exactly what I wanted it to be. It's silly. It's fun, but still refined. Um, yeah. which was, you know, that's always the key with this type of thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just sounds like the writers had fun writing it. The producers had fun making it. And the three of them vocally also shine on it. They all sound really, really good. This is very much what they enjoy, I think. And you can yeah. hear that. You can feel that. Um, and that's what makes it awesome. Um, and yeah, I think the whole structure of it is really cool. There's all these hooks that come in. Especially the first few times I heard it, I feel like it doesn't go where you think it's going to go um, mm -hmm. as it progresses. So every time it kind of switches up, it, it kept it very exciting. And mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, going back to what I was saying about it being kind of more refined, I like that it showed some restraint kind of across every aspect. Mm -hmm. I think the song could very easily have been very cheesy if it was a slightly higher key, if even the instrumentation was done with, you know, pianos and, and you know, just something a little brighter. They made mm -hmm. really smart choices to balance all of that. So it wasn't too cheesy. It's very bass heavy and it's relatively subtle for what it is. Um, so I do really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan. What do you think of the song? So sonically, this is in line with their first release, Just Do It. I feel like Just Do It didn't really get a lot of like... A lot of love. Yeah, I <laughs> like didn't even this know it one did. <laughs> I'm crying. Well, when I was, uh, you know, carroting like a real carrot back in the day, this came out. And I was like, oh my god! So I'm, this is definitely like a, a more um, a BSS song for sure. Um, it's driven by rock. It's uplifting, but it is an upgrade. Um, this song may have come across as like another seventeen, like reject or something that the group may have done, like as like the you know OT thirteen or something. If you really don't know the group. But like, unless you're listening to like a B-side from like their earlier albums, but even then it wouldn't sound like this. Um, I think this is really nice without 
sounding like a 17 song completely. I mean, it does sound like 17 because members wrote it. Like S. Coops, I can hear his rap flow and the way um, Uzi would kind of come in on a chorus. I hear that in the chorus section. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the arrangement of the song. It's very catchy in a lot of sections. Um, Like in the verse, there is the the ame, ame, ame and the aigu, aigu, aigu. Like things like that are um, fun little earwormy parts. And they also illustrate the monotony of everyday life. Like Americano, you always get a coffee like in the morning or something. And then the aigu is like a expression of like like a sigh, essentially. So it's like, oh, the day. Oh, again. Oh, my God. You know, so it's cute to have it. And it's even stylized as like um, I-9, I-9. So it's, it's really cute to see the lyrics um, uh, being, I guess, performed and almost illustrated with the way the song is arranged. Uh, the song feels like an anthem for everyday worker, anyone that like, feels like their life is meaningless, like kind of in that very weird position of like, where is life going? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people hit those <laughs> hit those points in their lives. Um, and I think featuring Young Young G was a good idea. Uh, she fits with them personality wise. She has her own uh, variety show and she's very much like the three of these guys, very goofy, kooky. Um, and I think having her as opposed to having S. Coops or another person from Rap Line as the rapper made it a lot cooler um mm-hmm. and also just added a new face and a new vocal to the whole existence of bss for sure yeah yili young g is really really cool i don't know too much about her um but i want to point out this isn't really much about her but more about the other three there's some really nice harmonies behind her verse actually mm-hmm. um and i wish they did those live because it's like a whole three-part harmony moment um, yeah but yeah just wanted to highlight that for sure the video i feel like is really in line with what they've done with clap the whole production almost make it like a set sitcom. So I like that they brought that big old setback. Uh, I feel like it had it been done in a, in a, an actual like cafe and other things like that. A it would have cost more money, <laughs> and maybe maybe a little bit cheaper actually. Maybe a little bit cheaper, I think but cheaper. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have felt so um, as as cheesy as the song points itself out to be. I mean, the guys have said like this is not a song that's meant for anything serious, but it's meant to cheer you up. And when you're having a bad time, you don't know what's going on in your life, and you're unhappy. <laughs> come through and sing the song um but yeah like you know uh, looking at the lyrics and all this the monotony and like wondering why your friends are doing really well and why you haven't achieved all those successes and uh, all the complexity of everyday life is in this video you have all these places that we all recognize you know the cafe they even have like a wall street area they have a regular alley uh, and the apartment so it helps people visualize what it's being said like you're not the only person going through this kind of thing a lot of us are uh having these kinds of thoughts and having these kinds of feelings mm-hmm. so if you feel good you can make someone else feel good and it, and it has that kind of effect um the bill really illustrates that really well um and i think the whole like fomo thing with the split screen of you know hoshi on the <laughs> plane and then uh Sungwon on the bench is a nice juxtaposition as well uh yeah, I think all overall, it felt like a, a musical number that was <laughs> one of those like live musicals that you see on TV now instead of like going on yes. Broadway, they just film it and tape it. So I like the way that felt mm-hmm. and you know felt with the sound of the song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's my main comment as well, is that it just matches the song very well. I think it goes back to what I was saying. It felt refined, but still kept the fun of it all. It was silly at times, but all the colors are kind of dull. And, and kind of reflect that monotonous, quote unquote, monotonous kind of life that they're referring to. They didn't, they're not in like a super bright bedroom. And, you know, the stock market is actually, it's going down in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the image. So I, I love all of that. And I think it does ground it all really well. Um, and yeah, you know, I think give, making the focus, the three of them and how, how good of a presence they have, like they're all very charismatic, as I mentioned before. So really relying on strong facials from the three of them, just strong acting, strong, um, just, you know, abilities in front of the camera, I think was smart. And all three of them do a really, really great job and keep it. Yeah, it's just a good balance between kind of very lighthearted, but also referencing kind of the seriousness of kind of everyday mundane life that they don't really have to deal with, but all their fans (laughs) do. Um, yeah. yeah, going to the choreography, though, I love it. Um, absolutely love it. I watched all the comeback performances, um, all the different sets and stuff are really cool, like that high B budget coming through for sure. Um, 
and yeah, again, they just all shine. It's it's those little moments more so than yes, there are intricate kind of more cool choreo moments, but really the parts that stand out are just when the three of them are kind of interacting with each other. Like the second chorus when they're all doing the little fighting thing at each other <laughs> yeah. and the little part where they're like walking through each other's arms and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All of that is is the true highlight for me. Um, and it would, again, just really relied on their chemistry together. And yeah, it's just really, really fun to watch. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, the choreography is very um, on the nose in terms of what is happening in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're on the floor, they're laying down, they're waking up in the morning time, getting coffee, the fighting. Uh, hiding is a very uh, well-known thing. If you watch dramas yeah. or if you've seen things, you see the fist. So having that there as a representation of the word is great. The high five that one would give themselves or give it to another as a point to the audience is really nice. Uh, so, yeah, I think overall this is like a really well put together, well thought out thing. And it didn't really require much uh, like crazy effort to get the point across. And it's mm-hmm. still very good. So it's pretty solid, I would say, altogether. Yes, for sure. So, yes, what do you rate this song? I would give this one a nine in terms of. Yeah, I think I'll give it a nine in terms of like a song and it's better than their <laughs> Their first one, just do it. Um, mm. So yeah, I can, I'll give it a nine. Cool. Yeah, I'll match you with a nine. I need to go back and hear their other one. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I did not love the other songs on the project, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one's up there. I'm excited for them to to do it in concerts and stuff. All right. So moving on to the second song, we have "Killer" by Key, and this one was done by Huang Yubin, Chris Cronauer, Closely, Riva, and. Thilo Burnt. I may have said all of those names wrong, so I apologize, but you're all very talented. Thank you for writing <laughs> this song. <laughs> all right. So what do you think of this one? So this is his repackage title yes. track. Yes. Yes. All right. So this is 80s, of course. Again, I'm glad he's still sticking with it because the, the trend is starting to ooze out of, uh, not the right word. I don't say ooze is way Just out of it. It's no longer as trendy, right? Yeah, it's starting yeah. to ooze its way out then. Yeah. Very slowly, very stickily, just yeah. coming out um, of K-pop, which is nice. Like I said, I like 80s music, but after a while, um, if the songs aren't good, then you're just trend writing and it bothers me and the song does not do that. Um, at first, it does sound like The Weeknd, but rather than it having an R&B uh, influence it goes with true pop song um yeah. and i like that the sound is maintained there's no trap drums or like sm bass uh, sm style bass slide to make it sound like it's an sm song or you know it's like a pure 80s jam it feels like um flock of seagulls i run so far away and michael Simbello's maniac i think it's more of maniac that maniac that kind of feeling um run so far away i'm not sure I'm not sure. A little bit of it, but not as much as Maniac. Um, the song is good. And I like that it doesn't sound too much like The Weeknd because it is brighter in tone. And lyrically, I enjoy that he admits that he's trouble for the lover and has been trying to avoid that person. But since they keep returning, they should know what they're signing up for. Like, OK, I will entertain this, but also understand that I am still a bad person. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that the, t- the, tri- the time was it tried and true. Oh, I'm such a bad person. I'm trash. But like this, this is literally that song because, um, you know, the whole like promise you won't regret line. I was like, ooh, that sucks. Um, like I, I can tell based on the lyrics, he killed this person's heart and feels bad for doing it. But and but he still has feelings for them. But they're also kind of tinged with pity. Like it's, it's very <laughs> dramatic how the verses say like, well, you know, this happened. It was like a crime scene. and It was like this. And you were crying so much. There was no hint of I'm sorry I did that. It was it happened. I'm bad for you. You know, but you keep coming back. Uh, I think the second verse and chorus are great shows of his top notes. He belts very well. He's always been very good. It never sounds too nasally or strained. And I like in the bridge, he goes lower and it sounds really haunting because it's it's like soloed out yeah. and it's just him singing very lowly. And it makes it feel even more like, oh, my God, the killer's behind you. So mm-hmm. I liked it for sure. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Vocally, Key sounds really, really good in this. Um, it sits really well within his range. I would like to think, I feel like this song just feels perfect for him. So I do wonder if this song was written specifically for him or Mm. if it was just kind of found in like an A&R aspect. Um, Because it does really fit him very, very well. And, you know, Mm -hmm. his whole thing, this whole last project was the 80s sound. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, I'm just curious what the history of it is. But um, yeah, I think this is cool. Going through his vocal first, 
I agree. The verses are where he really shines. Um, a good amount of emotion. Um, and he does have kind of a slight rasp when he's a little more open with his voice. When he belts, it kind of completely disappears. Um, mm. So there's just like nice textures kind of throughout the song, got very different kind of uses of, of his voice. And um, love how much head voice he uses in the chorus as well. That makes it a bit more different from his other stuff. And yeah, I agree. The second it started, I also thought The weekend. I agree. He does it a little brighter. So at least the the second he starts singing, you no longer really feel that, which which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But the actual production, it is very 80s classic, like those songs that you mentioned. Um, But all the choices were really well done. It didn't feel like a derivative of it all. It Mm -hmm. did feel fresh still, even though Mm -hmm. they use such retro drums and retro keyboards and stuff in there. Um, also, I think it has a really nice build that's actually very subtle. You won't really notice it if you're listening kind of um, while you're doing other things. But if you're really listening to it, that final chorus is a lot more intense um, mm-hmm. than the other ones. Some of it's mm-hmm. done purely just by some things being made louder than others. And then there are just kind of little subtle things that they added to it. So I really enjoyed that and just some interesting um, smart choices that were done there. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, what do you think of the video? Uh, it's very similar to Bad Love. It has a lot of reds and yellows, uh, things like that. I think Bad Love in terms of encapsulating um, maybe like disco imagery is because I was like the 70s, right? So the whole thing was like kind of disco-y and, you know, uh, but it still had that red and yellow to kind of represent that bad love, the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, nostalgic look with the yellows. Um, and I think the the glamour shots are still there. It illustrates the meaning of the lyrics without too many ambiguous shots. You don't have to sit there and comb through trying to figure out what the heck is happening. Um, the burning car in the beginning reminds me of The Hills and a lot of other Michael, not Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, weekend videos, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's 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 just it happens like it's not like, oh, he invented the wheel. Minho has a car in his video, too. Right. Um but, you know, seeing Key as the possible cause of this burning vehicle is actually pretty cool, I think. Um, the motorcycle scene and the motorcycle look uh, that he has actually, uh, it's like in the beginning, he's there. It's almost mysterious. You don't know why he's there. You don't know what happened to the other person. And then he speeds away, almost like a hit and run, which mm. is how a lot of relationships and how this song sounded like it went. <laughs> so, the fact that he raced off to the tunnel where he danced. I mean, I feel like every freaking K-pop idol has gone to this damn tunnel. Yeah. Rama, Itzy, mm-hmm. Dala, Dala, you know, and yep. this is Killa Killa, I guess. I'm joking. But it's just <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a nice tunnel. It's a great tunnel to use. Um, and I think dance-wise, <laughs> like, there's a lot to stand out, and I feel like you're going to just get into that a little bit more. But I love the, um, the, the killer with the hand crawling up the arm. It's so... God, I love the little slide of the arm. It looks very creepy. And it ties in with the rest of the very poetically eerie and um, kind of creepy, not creepy, horror-like <laughs> lyrics. So yeah, I'll let you uh, let us know how you feel about the video as well, because, you know, I can go on. <laughs> yeah, you know, the video, it's pretty simple. Um, mm-hmm. Really relies on the performance scenes, which is not mm-hmm. a bad thing at all. Um, and yeah, I enjoy the different scenes. Yes, that highway. The second I saw it, that highway tunnel thing, I was like, oh my gosh, it's there again. And we said before, <laughs> I mean, you know, Korea is not that big of a country, so there's only so many places they can go, right? They're not True. building a set. Um, yeah. But I actually really loved the scene with the red cloths. The it's red like a verse cloth, cloth, right? Yeah, yeah the red with cloth the chandelier is hanging mm-hmm. down. Yeah, I thought all of that was really, really cool, and I enjoyed all the the flashing and stuff that they were using both in the tunnel and on the stage scenes and everything. I thought it was very simple, but very, very effective. Um, so yeah, the choreo though. Yeah, what did you think of the rest of the choreo? Oh, all of it's really good. I mean, he's a great dancer. Um, I've always liked his dancing. Um, hmm. He's always been really good. Even like in the earlier days, he would always stand out to me. Um, he was, <laughs> like I said, in our Pop 101 of Shiny, which you guys should definitely go check out. Um, I used to oscillate between him and Jonghyun in terms of like bias. I like Jonghyun's voice, but I loved he's dancing. And then Taemin was like 15 and I was like literally, we were both like literally the same, around the same age. And I was like, that's so weird. I can't, this kid, I can't, you know, I didn't pick the kid. But yeah, I oscillated between them because Ki's voice is good, but his dance was even better to me. And he's, his, his presence was nice to me too. So I think um, he has a good way of making some of those flaily moments that they have in the choreography not look like he doesn't have control of his limbs, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, he's super, super clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've <laughs> tried to learn a lot of shiny dances before, right? And 
He's usually the one to watch, actually, mm. because he's really, really clean with where all of his different angles are, with how different hands are supposed to be and stuff. He's actually, I think, I think the most accurate um, mm. out of mm. all of them. So, uh, yeah, I really, really appreciate that from him. But yeah, the choreo is cool. Lots of background dancers uh, that are able to create some really beautiful pictures right from the very beginning. Um, love kind of the more contemporary thing going on in the first verse. Then there's just lots of uses of different ripples and mirrors and stuff just to really mm -hmm. fill up the stage. So it's a really well done choreography. Um, and yeah, you know, you mentioned Michael Jackson, I guess, on accident. But I mean, of course, you do still see that influence there. You know, of course, we were going to get the claws and it kind of just other kind of typical kind of monster moves. Um, and that's all here. But they did a good job of not making it feel too cliche as well. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, but also, I need to shout out in the performances. We were watching some together when you were over here. And mm. the fan chants are hilarious in this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the shawls have to actually sing and make sure they're on key. And they do a great job. So, yes. Good job, shawls. So cute. <laughs> yeah. So for this one, um, I prefer Bad Love, I think, to this. Um, but it is still pretty good. I will give it an 8.5. Um, yeah, I'll give it an 8 because I think I'm like really stuck on that whole Bad Love album in general. And yeah. if this was something from that era, then I can see why I didn't quite make it. Uh, but yeah, and then listening to like the whole gasoline era and like the whole album, I think this is a repackage is almost a little out of place. Not a bad song, but considering what he did on that album and mm -hmm. then following up, uh, just eight right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Up next, we have Stacy with Teddy Bear, done by Black Eyed Peelsong, Jong Goon, and uh, also someone named Flight. It's spelled F-L-L-Y-T. You know what? These names of these producers are always so much fun. I mean, you got to be creative. <laughs> so many are taken now at this point, right? Oh, my God, totally. <laughs> People had it so much easier 20 years ago with coming oh God, up with different yeah. stage names and stuff. <laughs> yes. All right. So if you've seen our pop off about Stacy, Ive and Espa, you would know that I am actually quite a fan of Stacy. I've loved their first few releases. Um, so them going cutesier um, was definitely not the direction that I wanted for them. The whole kind of cutesy, really girly pop thing is just like not for me. Um, so, yeah, just this is, isn't what I wanted from them. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, production wise, this sounds like a 2010s dance pop song, electro dance pop song, like Katy yeah. Perry maybe could have written a song over it. No, the production, though. No, I'm not saying the song itself. Imagine that the production. So funny. She could <laughs> easily write something over this production. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that as a good thing this time. I think Katy Perry is great, but like this uh, this is not <laughs> i think the verses are better than the chorus i think there actually mm. are some interesting melodic choices and stuff that are in there um the chorus it's not actually terrible it's just again not for me like it is quite catchy um mm -hmm. but i personally just find it annoying uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um mm -hmm. yeah and the way they're singing it of course is also that very nasally kind of cutesy thing that k-pop loves to do um and there's also extreme tuning and processing on their vocals. There has been a lot of the time, but this time it's really, really noticeable. It makes them sound super robotic. Um, and especially that bridge as well. That bridge is actually pretty good, but it completely is ruined by the extreme auto-tune and processing that they put on it. So yeah, I'm just not happy about this song. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think a lot of the exposure that we had gotten was from like TikTok videos or some type of reels because it was highlighting the chorus. And it's such a shame because the song is a little bit deceptive as the verses are actually cooler and have like yeah. this really fun bass line. Um, the broken hook, broken down pre-hook, man, that's where they get you. Because they break it down so they can build it back up into what you described as that 2010s. Yeah, I got, I got 
what, 1980? What year was Taylor Swift born? Because that's 22. 1989. Yeah, this is 22. This whole, I don't know about you. This is literally the same guitar riff. Like, I mean, granted, it is a 2010 style, but instantly my brain went to 22 because it sounds like it. And the only thing that really makes it a little bit different is maybe a slight no change. And then like this very wiry sense going through it to simulate the woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woos. There's also a synth doing that too. Um, so unfortunately, they got they got this part of a... Oh my God, it stinks because the song is could be so much better had they not had that one part for me. Um, and lyrically, the song is on par with their other releases about being young girls trying to live their life in a satisfying, age-appropriate way. Um, the second verse is not terrible. Um... <laughs> like the age of yeah, it's a little cooler. The second verse not, is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a jock jam from like the '90s, so it makes the song feel a little bit more tooty. And then the rap is still there with a little bit of auto tune. So it has the girls feist, um, and the bridge, like you said, is 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 good. It sounds a lot more relaxed. I think their comparison to their existence being like a teddy bear is sweet, but it could have been articulated in like a less juvenile way. There are so many other ways to express being a young lady and being age appropriate than saying that, you know, I'm a teddy bear, like a teddy bear. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, but yeah, the lyrics were just, again, very much like I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Like, I don't want to live my life the way you think so, which kind of stinks. Like, like I said, there's ways to do it and they just didn't really articulate it well. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the video, it's like it doesn't really lend itself to anything except being cute mm. and a young girls getting their way in life, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Girls, girls on top all the time. I'm, I'm here for that. But at the same time, it was almost done in a way that was too cutesy for them. I think Jay is Jay and Yoon are the youngest, like about 16, 17. They, those two are the youngest for sure. But I'm not thinking you know, anime characters and things like that when I look at their video. Uh, what did you think about their whole aesthetic for the song? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think some of them do the cutesy thing a little more convincingly or genuinely than others, for sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the acting is a little questionable in this. It's a little over the top, but maybe that's what the director wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um yeah. The video is interesting, though. Like, it is at least entertaining. There's a lot of different scenes, and there's some cool effects in there as well. And I thought they Mm -hmm. did a good job with what they were given with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm not over the fact of of how cool they were, kind of the first couple singles. Like, yes, there was definitely... yeah, I mean, they're very young. So, of course, that, that was there from the first few videos. But there was still an edge, you know? And mm-hmm. this this video has no edge at all, um, yeah. which makes me sad because I do think that the other stuff just felt more genuine a little bit. Like they weren't trying as hard. This one, it feels like they're trying really hard, which is never great. I don't think it always should feel more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think of of the video and also the choreography? Uh, the video, um, like I said, goes lends itself to like this whole anime character kind of thing where three of the girls are normal girls working at a convenience store. Yeah. There's a fangirl and there's a commuter. And then three other members are playing the teddy bear girls who are wearing the pink, the fuchsia tutus, right? Or magenta, whatever color. Don't clock me on the pinks, y'all. Don't clock me. But yeah, again, just normal girls with normal lives being enhanced by superpower girls who make their fantasies come true. You want that concert ticket. You want space on the bus. You want that special snack. Boom, there it is in your hand. And the teddy bear girls will come and get it for you, make it happen. And at the end of the, toward the end of the video, the three ordinary girls become the teddy bear girls as well once they do that virtual. (laughs) It felt very black magic-y little mix in that section. I thought that was really cute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, I think they, um, they did a cute job of trying to make it seem like they were getting wrapped up in this teddy bear gang because then you have like the masks and they make more sense and they're all dancing in the same fuchsia tutus tutus and everyone around them are teddy bears um like i said i think the anime cuts are interesting the way they illustrate everyday life being made more magical i think that's very sweet but again there are better ways to articulate a young lady being a sweet young girl without having her march and stomp and pout her face out like in the choreography yes um uh, I, I, it, it sucks because Poppy is very much handography as well. But Poppy had a more of a cooler vibe to it. It wasn't sexy. It was just Poppy, Poppy, yeah. The difference between drinking, like, you know, 
uh, a water and a sparkling water. Like, yeah, it's water, but then it's kind of cool because it has a little bit of a crispy, yeah, you there's know, an edge. Bubble. It's an edge. There's a bubble to it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wouldn't call it poppy edgy or the way they say. No, but <laughs> compared to... But- what you know, this it's more, is, it's there's more at cool, least, for yeah, sure. there's some interesting thing to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying it was just so funny because I was just like, I was just thinking about this song and how they took that and was thinking, oh, yeah, we should make this for the Korean market and made it teddy bear. Um, yeah, it just wasn't um, the greatest from them. Choreography wise, seems like a lot of energy, like even more so than the other dances, because they do have to maintain that smiley face. I think the, the 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 little that's cute. They can do that, like the, the you know, really quick, yeah, briefly. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, hopefully after this, they can kind of get themselves together. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I hate like all the fist pumping and like them playing patty cake and stuff. Like yeah. it's all they're not in primary school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, they're they're older in high school, like or going into college. You know, like it doesn't need to go that young. I don't think. And yes, the little bear ear thing, fine. I'll, I'll take it. Like, it feels a little obvious. But the, it's really the marching that you mentioned. The marching into the per, the forced purse lips for that synthy ooh. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. I hate that so much. It's so yeah. annoying. I'm uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like again, that. and some of them feel more convincing doing it than others. I think mm-hmm. overall in the choreography, there are some nice pictures in it, like in the bridge and stuff. And the marching is at least memorable. So as a hook or uh, point dance, as we call it, um, fine, I'll take it. But I just, it just feels like it's going in the wrong direction compared to all their other music. Um, and, but it's very interesting because it's it did not do well in the Korean charts when it first got released. But these few weeks into it, it's starting to climb. Um, so it'll be very interesting yeah. to see, A, who how the audience changes based on this and how their sound now progresses. Because if this becomes a huge hit and ends up being bigger than, you know, the so bad and the stereotypes and stuff, I'm a little unhappy about that. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the uncle fans are coming out and it's making me worried. Yeah, um, I don't like that. I mean, I like cute concepts, but overall, in terms of their discography and what they've done before, even with the Young Love album, it was they had cute songs on it, and it wasn't like this. Um, no. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this one a seven. Seven. I will go with a six. So this is a flop. Sorry, guys. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Purple Kiss with Sweet Juice, and this one was done by Doctor Joe. Yuki and Nago Un from Purple Kiss, Alina Smith and Eli Moore. Ellie? Ellie, Ellie Moore, yes. Um, and also Elsa Karan. I'm mm-hmm. totally saying that wrong. I'm sorry. Anyway, Purple <laughs> Kiss. So I'm actually a fan of Purple Kiss. They've been pretty good with their releases so far. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting because, you know, because there's so many girl groups out right now, I think they've gotten a little lost in the grand scheme of things. So I'm very mm-hmm. excited that with each release, they seem to be getting a little bigger and getting more noticed each time. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun to watch. Um, but yeah, you start us off. What do you think of a Sweet Juice? Um, yeah, I agree. I think with Purple Kiss, um, I think they almost kind of messed up with M.E.M.E. Like I yes. liked the song, but they were trend following. They were chasing the trend and they have vocals. I wouldn't say that they don't fit it. Um, they made all of the changes feel very like ooh, weird and fun, but that's just not what we came to know them doing. They did like pop rock. They did a bunch of other things that Dreamcatcher groups like Pixie were doing. So for me, I paid attention to them because they had like that dark fairy concept or that dark fantastical concept. Um, and with this song, it went right back to what they kind of started doing and it allowed vocalists in their group to really uh, um, shine. And um, with the production, it was stated by Alina Smith, the producer of the song, that a lot of the drum patterns, the, uh, the drum patterns of buttons by Pussycat Dolls, the toxic gliding strings with Britney Spears and the orchestral opener of Push Your Love was the influences for a lot of the Love pieces that. of the song. Love so all three she, of those. Yeah, exactly. So she, as a, as a songwriter for how many years, she's written for, she wrote Mafia in the Morning. She's written a lot of other songs too, but this song was actually Ellie's song. But then Ellie got signed. And so they kind of was like, hey, put this back in the shuffle, um, the, the shopping out catalog, I guess. And somebody picked this out. So the song was already good like this. So whatever kind of flourishes and awesome things that they may have added uh, may have come from Dr. Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe 
and such. Uh, or maybe they all just worked on it at the same time and then, you know, gave it to uh, that sugar kiss. <laughs> purple kiss <laughs> and then the song came fully flushed i don't know the full story but you know you can definitely hear alina's kind of style in here as a frequent watcher for live streams trying to get her on the show would be great um but yeah this vocal this group is full of a lot of interesting tones you have swan who sings in that singer songwriter cursive right you know that yeah that that cursive <laughs> singing swan <laughs> does that but she has a good voice and it's a nice vibrato and go on with the she can actually hit these notes as opposed to getting them pitched up or like melodyne. So it doesn't sound super tenny or robotic. So she naturally can go up there, um, which is nice. Um, they feel like a more pop-focused Mamamoo as they are the senior group too, yeah. Purple Kiss, which is nice. That means when they auditioned, the group was like, we need you to, to be a good singer. And each of the girls in this group, I can't really say I was like, oh my God, girl, I can, ooh, this is why you're a sub-vocal. I, I don't feel that way with this group, which is nice. <laughs> um, and I like the lyrics too. They're very enticing about, you know, apparently the song was called Sweet Tooth originally. So it's about, you know, oh yeah, you might get cavities, you have too much candy. And the song definitely does that. It's alluring. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my favorite part is because the song is so like standard structure in terms of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, that last chorus switches the words from pop it, pop it to thirsty, thirsty, heaven to have fun. So it's more playful than trying to uh, just bait someone. It has more of like a playful kind of sound. And also keep someone engaged by adding something unpredictable without changing the production <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and breaking the melody. <laughs> and that's it. I'm off my soapbox. Uh, how do you feel about this song completely yeah. production-wise? I mean, I love that you gave those three references because yeah. you can totally hear it. Um, right. But this song doesn't feel like any of those three at the same time. Yeah. So they did a really, really good job with that. Um, because, yeah, I think the beat is really interesting because it's like it does have that kind of weird. It's a little weird. Like it's a buttons is such like a I don't even know what to call that influence. It's not Doom. Arabian, but like, I don't know. That's yeah. the beat, the beat pattern. I think she kind of. Yeah, but there's other of... and then there's other percussion in there, too. There's little yeah. like plops and like little like other yeah. other things going on. So, yeah, just really, really yeah. cool. And yeah, I, I, I think it's awesome that the whole song is very understated. I love that K-pop. It's it's letting itself explore kind of more subtlety because at one mm. point it was just a lot of just like really not loud but it was just all very like in your face mm. um and i like that there are now a lot of songs coming out that are not so much that and this sounds a great example the whole thing is sung very very delicately um, they all went in with great vocal production which is what we would want i guess from the company that made mamamoo as well um they all sound kind of mysterious it, it's all very kind of breathy uh, even the rap parts are all very understated like it's not like the rap suddenly comes in it's like you know like it yeah. like, isn't like that yeah. which is great uh, um and so i really really appreciate that also shout out to the outro i love a good outro where it's like kind of completely different from the rest of the song in this yeah. case it just rounds it out really nicely with a really satisfying end it's not really a climax it kind of like brings you back down and ends very nicely and very effectively. So I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, as I've continued to listen to it, it's grown on me. I think the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, like this is cool. Um, mm. So yeah, um, the video, what do you think of the video? Oh, I like the hotel thing because they, again, like I mentioned, like they're like pixie where they have like this dark fantasy concept. And I mean, what's more fantastical than a haunted motel? Yeah, the oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun to have that kind of, uh, hunted thing because even in their teaser and their pre-release like the the the, the pre-release video for it they were the bellhops in the video with all that knee dancing oh my god um but yeah it, it sets it up really nicely because they almost come across as like the visitors as well as the people manipulating almost like the um american horror story like the hotel is what it kind of felt like at points because yeah. i'm like you guys are the problem but you're also like you know the cause and the cure kind of thing um, each member kind of plays their own role or being haunted by themselves. Um, I think what really stood out to me, though, just overall was the, um, how you say, the the phone, the phone call. She goes, you want some sweet juice? She goes, yeah. Yeah. And homegirl goes, <laughs> run. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, no, she wants the smoke. Like, don't tell her to run. But it goes in part, goes, goes hand in hand with the lyrics about the running. Um, <laughs> 
And I will say choreography wise, um, the sweet juice thing with the hand. I know I'm like jumping ahead of myself. Um, this the hand with the phone. I don't really care for, but then there's a lot of like phones and like the phone call and the, yeah. you know, in the video. Um, I like the the smoke fog machine oh, tree see with them dancing in their dresses because they look like little pixie fairies. So again, it keeps that classical dressed element, but also keeps it kind of creepy with the black leather or the gloves and then the very operatic looking, I guess, like uh, pieces like the pearls and the and like I said, the gloves or maybe some of the boots and the hairstyles. So it's a good little mix of like dark and not mm-hmm. light. Yeah, purple, purple and black, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's on par with a lot, even though their debut video, like their debut single, it was yeah. them looking super cool, but wearing clothes. I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> but it just fits their concept, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, the whole about- haunted hotel thing is really well done. I think they handled it well. Um, I think the whole haunted thing could be overdone, but I think they at least kind of kept it interesting, at least and it progressed in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, once you kind of get to the middle and then you get to the phone call, just a lot of tension building the entire time. And it's kind of like, where is this actually going? Um, <laughs> so I appreciated that cause it matched the song as well. Um, I actually am not a fan of their styling. I was distracted by how like floofy some of their dresses and stuff were. Um, cause it felt like it kind of got in the way of the choreography a little bit because this choreo is very pretty but it's also very again like delicate and and kind of and quite intricate actually it's Mm -hmm. a lot of little hands and kind of little things going on and so when you're wearing these like big poofy things with a lot of frills and and stuff all over it it just kind of takes away from that in my opinion Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't love that and there's something very like not dated but i don't know it just it doesn't feel relevant for the time right now concept of the song but like even their first video they had like a lot of like uh, bouncing pieces and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they were dancing in heels that were like block heels. And I'm like, they're yeah. going to trip and die. Like, I, I feel that way too with costume. But I think it's just because yeah. of the concept. Mm, it's just... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I think <laughs> they could be, like the song is cooler than those costumes are. <laughs> and so it kind of takes away from it when you watch them perform it, personally, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I'm also not actually a huge fan of this choreography. I like that they start on the floor and end on the floor. Um, there are some really nice pictures in there um but yeah you know like the little hook dance with the with the elbow head and like it's like a lot of like head nods and and i don't know it's like it's okay uh there's Mm. nothing about the performance that makes me want to watch a dance practice or anything Mm. um yeah just nothing really stands out it doesn't add to the song for me like my liking Mm. of the song came from me listening to it more so than watching them perform it which Mm. is never what you really want i don't think so yeah i think there's there's more that could have been done there um so yeah oh yeah i mean considering they're they're the pre-release a little uh intro into this choreography is way better um i will say that i do like them i do like them on the floor and doing the arm tutting thing the tutting at the end is nice um there like you said there are some intricate moves like there's the drums that they have in the chorus that they hit um but my favorite part i think um bringing it back to the end and just kind of closing up this section of our review is uh they connect their fingers and their symbol their logo for purple oh, kiss yeah. so they, they loop that so i think that's super cute and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the fandom name is yet. I'm not, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure yet. But yeah, I do enjoy this group for sure. And um, I think um, they are definitely going in the right direction. Yes, that's for sure. there's a lot of potential there. I think I'd even respond uh-huh. to you about the vocals. The vocals are awesome in this group. I agree. There's oh, no duds oh. <laughs> here. Really, really great tones all throughout. Each time a new person sings, I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting voice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. yeah. Very excited about them. I think there's so much potential there. I hope that they're able to stand out amongst kind of all these girl groups that are coming out that are all very good. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye on them for sure. Um, for this one, though, I guess, is it your turn to go first? What would you rate this one? Um, or is it me? I forget. Oh, it's you, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, so for this one, you know, I like it, but I prefer some of their other title tracks. I will go with an eight. How about you? Oh, yeah, I think an eight is, is befitting. I like their other songs as well. <laughs> Up next, we have Da Boys with Roar, written by Kenzie, Deez, Yinsu, and Say. Mm-hmm. 
All right. This one was fun to listen to at your house because we both sat there and within 10 yes. seconds, I was like, love shot. You like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were together for the premiere, which was fun. And we're both huge fans of The Boys. If you haven't heard our The Boys 101, you should definitely go check that out because, yeah, we're we're quite excited about The Boys. I think. Yeah, I was I, I was sitting on the couch losing my dang mind, trying to be cool. I was like, oh, don't freak <laughs> out, don't freak out. Um, but yeah, I think when we first saw it, we both were like, huh, love shot. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's what happened with Kenzie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, because for me, even back when we did the, um, even before we did like our pop one one I've always been like, a lot of their songs sound like EXO songs. And I'll never, I will never feel bad for them doing it because they're not untalented. Yeah. Um, they actually have good vocalists in their group and they're a pretty solid group when they first came out and did their own kind of concept. And when they adopted like things like the Chaser and that kind of vibe, they got a little too much with the NCT sound, with, like Whisper and things like that. But a lot of their Weaver songs lends itself to songs like this, this yeah. one, um, like Roar. So I like the eerie whistle at the top of the song. Like if you listen to the album, it actually has or even like the performances, they have like a. Um, a little bit of Beyonce Renaissance moment where the end of the Awake song whistles and whistles into this one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I liked that. So the whistle's very eerie. Um, it's like a like a calling card, not calling. It's like calling for someone. You know, the, I can't do the wolf. I can't do the white whistle. I'm trying to do with the finger. Yeah, like the the wolf whistle. That's what yeah, it's yeah, called yeah, yeah, yeah. in the subtitles. <laughs> but yeah, the the do 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 do. I think that kind of thing is what made me think Love Shot. And it kind of sucks because you have something that's already been introduced as part of your post hook. It makes it a little bit tough to detach from it, especially when you've already done it before. Um, I do like that there's a nice bounce in the verse that picks up with this intricate drum pattern. And then you get the chorus and it's heavy and full of a lot of brass. Um, the chorus and the second verse get um, really like bombastic because I guess of the rapping and whatnot. Um, but it's not crazy, especially when that bridge comes in. It is bombastic, but it's not like jarring where I'm like, oh my God, where are we going? Like it fits in with the theme and it also fits in with the boys because, you know, they, when they do dark, they do dark. When they do bright, they do bright. So it's like, it kind of goes right in. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting to see that Sarah on this because certain vocal things or like the way the phrasing is, Say does things like this. She's very jazzy, very influenced by R&B. She's very breathy. And sometimes her cadence and songs are like, they're so like original. I don't think she put too much of herself in this, hmm. but I can hear certain kind of like uh, breathiness that she would do or like the ad libs. I'm like, oh. And I was just listening to her last night. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally hear some of it now. And the sexiness. I think Sangwoo, um, not Sangwoo, wow, Sangwoo. Sangwoo. <laughs> Sangwoo. Um, singing in this breathy tone sets the pace really nicely. Um, I think Younghoon singing the bridge was interesting because he's not a bad vocalist, but he's not the strongest one either. So having someone who is a little bit more delicate in tone for like that bridge made it feel more stripped down. So when it did crescendo with Sangyeon and New harmonizing in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very EXO of them to do also. <laughs> totally. Totally. So again, um, you get that explosion of the dance break and it's like, wah! And then it's still going at the end of the chorus. So again, like everyone in this group had a part to sing and come in. And I think just it flowed really nicely. There was no abrupt like beat changes to bring the raptors in. Like, you yeah. know, things like that we're starting to appreciate now. Yes. Yeah, I am a fan of the song. Um, yeah, I don't think the Love Shot comparison is a bad thing. Like, at the no. end of the day, that yeah. song came out a while ago now. Like, five years ago. Um, yeah. yeah, and EXO is the older generation. Like, the fan base overall is very different, I think. So them mm. kind of doing a part two, I don't think is a bad thing. And it is different enough melodically mm. and, and, and stuff that it's not a complete derivative it's just a very clear reference i think um mm. but it does sound like and i don't know if this is just because it's kenzie because she has done kind of kind of weirder songs as well but this does feel like an older k-pop song just in its structure um mm-hmm. like the way the rap parts come in and where they're placed the way some of the different hooks are are done um mm-hmm. the fact there's a built-in dance break you know all of yeah. that just feels a little like older k-pop so i think i love that um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that just kind of leads to more comparison also. Um, <laughs> I especially love the final chorus and the production of that, like the way the synths cut out, the added percussion, the extra ad libs and stuff. Again, very EXO, but it's just a very satisfying way to end a pop song. So yeah. yeah. Um, vocally, 
they all sound really, really good. You know, I think this is where we've wanted them to go. We both love The Stealer. I still think mm -hmm. that's their best song at the moment so far. Wait, did um, I say The Chaser earlier? Oops. You did. The Chaser's ah, great ah. too. <laughs> but the not Stealer. Them. It's um, Stealer. The Stealer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is where we wanted them to go. They're clearly in their kind of part of their life where they're starting to you know, just be more mature and start feeling themselves a little more um, and just being more comfortable in their skin a little bit more. And mm -hmm. the last few songs did not reflect that at all. Oh, um, yeah. And and these just feel really a lot more comfortable for them vocally and mm -hmm. visually, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, they all sound really, really good. And this is definitely where I wanted them to go. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you mentioned Sun Woo. He is such a well-rounded member. Oh man, like he does the raps. His vocal technique has gotten a lot better. Visually, mm -hmm. he's a, he stands out a lot as well. So yeah, mm -hmm. just a big shout out to him. He Every time I see the boys, he starts to stand out more and more, I think. Um, mm. And Sung Yeon as well. He has been shafted the last few songs and not gotten much to do. So I'm really happy for him that he gets to shine on this one because I actually love his voice. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, shout out to him. He deserves more time across their discography. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've mentioned some of the visual aspect of it, but yeah, we watched the video together. Mm -hmm. Now that you've watched it a few times, what do you think? <laughs> you know, when we watched the video together, I was I have seen Fan this word. Girling. <laughs> yeah, and I have no problem because they're very good looking and the song wasn't terrible, you know? I was like, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, I think what I noticed was that Kadere, I'm, I'm terrible at like Latin pronunciation, but... I kept saying, kept seeing that. I'm like, I know it made something. It made something. It's got to made something with angels. They keep having wings. Yes. <laughs> and come to find out the lyrics um, did lend itself. The, the lyrics and the video definitely lends itself to it. They say, um, like fallen angel in Korean. Do not know the fallen word in Korean right now. It's like slipping my mind, but it's in the chorus. Um, but yeah, the imagery of the fallen angel or the the morning star, you know, that one um, is very interesting. You have Juyeon in the beginning with the glowing marks kind of closing up where the wings would be. Um, it makes me think like uh, of the whole Falling Angel story um, because even in the teasers and in the video, you can see about four of the members being archangels of different elements like Gabriel, you know, <laughs> all, the, you know all the siblings essentially. Um, so yeah, the whole Kader means to fall. There's a lot of words and imageries about becoming a beast and the lyrics lend themselves to that too as well. Um, like turning away from paradise, like shunning it for the sake of taking on life in a raw and like really greedy way. So essentially giving into whatever it is that you love, you know, it doesn't have to be Bacchanalia or anything like that. Um, I think what made me realize that they were kind of getting in their bad boy bag was when I saw the Air Force gradients going down. Remember I was sitting next to you and I was like, yes, y'all the Black Air Force. <laughs> I literally say Black Air Forces because that's like Black Force, Black Air Force energy is like such a meme now, like in like the Black community and like now on the internet. It's just funny. If you were Black Air Forces, like you... <laughs> You fear trouble. Like, that's just a joke. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to illustrate that. <laughs> um, I will say that I really enjoyed that dance break scene because it looks like it was like an animated version of the, uh, like a fallen angel. And all the colors are like really in your face. It's so dark yeah. and sinister looking. Um, and I love that the sign that they're dancing for, dancing in front of, in front, front of for some of the scenes is covered up toward the end. It gets uncovered. It's absolutely red. There's things on the floor. There's rain. So it looks like the gates of the underworld have been yeah. revealed. Um, I thought that was great. I think whoever did this video did a really good job. They say it in the video who did it. But there's yeah. a lot of references to the Bible and Paradise Lost kind of things in this video. Um, but they don't do it in such a way where it's like blasphemous, in my opinion. Like they're in a mattress store with flying feathers, <laughs> right? Yeah. You could tell like the, the feathers are falling. You don't know what that is. They're kind of dancing. They're using filters to make the little devil horns. Nothing that's explicitly like. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, you know, like. like yes. <laughs> Likely. Luckily, it's not too cheesy. Um, yeah. I do think the, like, the literal like animal references, like them like uh, turning beastly yeah. was a little cheesy, like with the vampire fangs and stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think we needed that because that was borderline <laughs> cheesy. But the rest yeah. of it, though, I agree. I love the scene in the mattress store. First off, the way they did the leveling and stuff was really yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, it just made it all a little more, yeah, a little more mature, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. And then that last mm -hmm. scene, like, clearly they were, like, in hell or whatever. But <laughs> it wasn't so obvious, you know, and, like, yeah, I liked the rain and <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, I thought overall they did a really, really, really good job. They look really, really good in the video. They seem very, very confident. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, back to kind of just like what I was saying before, that this is kind of where they want to be just kind of yeah. in their current life stage. Um, yeah. Choreography wise, I mean, they rarely disappoint. Even when we were talked about like Thrill Ride and stuff, we were like, I mean, the choreo is still good, you know, even if we don't like, like the songs and stuff. Like and so I don't like the song, um, but, uh, you know, I still thought the choreo was good. Um, so yeah, yeah, this one is right there. And, you know, going back to the Love Shot reference, this again feels like Love Shot with the way the point choreo yeah, is with the, you know, kind of the the steps and, and uh-huh. stuff. It's not as sexy as Love Shot is, or I guess it's still sexy, but it's not as like explicitly sexy. Like that oh, one, yeah. Love Shot is clearly like, we're going to be sexy right now. This one's a little <laughs> bit more layered than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're not as big with the body rolls and stuff as, mm-hmm. as that is. <laughs> As they are as EXO is with Love Shot. Um, but yeah, I agree that I, I I really like that everything is quite subtle for the most part. But yeah. watching them all do it, because yeah, I went kind of down the hole and was watching kind of all the different performances and mm. the studio tune version and everything like that. Some of them are definitely better at doing kind of the more subtle kind of body roll thing than others. Um, mm. But as a group, I think they pull it off well. Um, and yeah, I would love to learn this. This is just a great example of boy band choreo. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. I um I think uh, like highlight moments real quick are like the bridge moment where they the boys kind of become like the walls. Uh, the contemporary the Sist- moment. Yeah, the little Sistine Chapel where they kind of grab Young Hoon. Gary yeah, grabs yeah. Young Hoon. Um, I thought that felt like again, I feel like a an image on the Sistine Chapel coming to life. Very um interesting to see that the kick cannon and like the first verse was really cool. Where it goes in, in Jacob's part. Yeah, yeah. not ja- yeah in Jacob's part. Um, Hakmian and Eric's duet with the spin to his knees. I was like, oh my god, ah, Jesus, have mercy! But you know, he lands it every time. Um, there's a way to fall to your knees without hurting yourself for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, that part is very because it's, it's quick and he has to jump right down into it and then like pop chest pop. It's a lot. Um, and then the last chorus with Q. Oh my god! Woo! That's it. That's all I'll say about that. They're great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I can't look at them like that. They feel too young for me. Um. But. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I like this one. I will give this one, hmm, I'll give it an 8.5. How about you? Yeah, yeah, you know, for me, it's a little bit better than Maverick. Oh, well. gosh, yes. <laughs> Dang, the crack is great for that song. I won't go to hold you. It but, is. Um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it is. That's the only thing I kind of saved it for me a little bit. <laughs> um, Okay, so this one I will give, I think I'll give it an 8.5 to you. All right, so we're on to our last song for today's episode. We're talking about Min Hyun's Hidden Side. And this one was done by Lee Jin, He Young Jung of Jam Factory, and Ryan June, Matthias Nilsson, Gaylene Tenhaif, and Wilhelmine May. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting names. We haven't heard a lot of these names. Um, yeah. We've heard of some of them. So yeah, nice to see some new collaborators, clearly from Europe, as we love. <laughs> yes, so we have another New East member debuting properly uh, as a solo act. He is under high B as well. So he's got um, that budget and that team going for them. So yeah, what do you think of Min Hyun's solo debut? Oh, yeah. So this song production sounds a little fam- familiar and I can't quite place it. So it's a little annoying for me. Oh my me. gosh. Wait, I, I was- totally thought the same thing because it feels <laughs> like something Western. Yeah, I'm thinking something Western and also yeah. from like the late 2000s, maybe. Uh, there's something, I don't remember, but yeah, something but it's more melodically. Like, I think there's something melodically that makes it feel very nostalgic. But yeah, if anyone has any ideas, let us know. I'm crying. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Even when the like the, the, the way the production, I was just like, dang it, dang it. Argh. Usually I'm pretty good. I figured out at least like something, but this it was bad. Um, But yeah, like we were saying about the, the chorus or like the melody. Um, I like the chorus kind of going high and then going back down. And then I like uh, with the production how in the second verse, um, things kind of fall away. But the drums that already existed throughout the song already are are the only thing that are there to make it sound cool. As Again, as opposed to changing the whole production, they just took things away. <laughs> mm. It made it sound a little bit more um, not hollow, but just, you know, minimalistic, if you will. Uh, piano breakdown at the end is really dramatic and it built nice tension. It was yeah. fun. Um, and it makes it feel a little bit more intimate as well. Something about a piano, grand piano, be it be it real or fake, making things sound a lot more intimate. Um, and I think vocally he sounds really smooth. Like I said, him going high to low uh, in the chorus, not a crazy jump, but it's nice to hear because he does actually have good technique. I mean, he's been singing since 
Like he's second gen essentially, but he was just yeah. so young at the time that he he's okay to kind of do his thing now and not be quote unquote old. Um, so again, when he uses different parts of his voice, it doesn't sound too tight or pro- or too processed in posts when it gets mixed. Um, like some other people, like we talked about with Purple Kiss, they have members of their group that can hit these falsettos, so it sounds really good when it gets mm. mixed. It doesn't sound like they were getting pitched up. Um, I do kind of wish for ad-libs at the end. He is fully capable of doing it. I'm not asking for crazy belting, but some oohs, some ahs, or maybe repeating of phrases would have been welcome just to kind of drive it back home because just because the, the music kind of splashed and stopped mm-hmm. and, you know, came back in doesn't mean that that's like, oh, wow, great ending. And I feel like he kind of fell into that hole that I've noticed a lot of male solo artists fall into where they don't give you anything at the end because they're like, hey, you love me anyway, and I sounded good the whole time. Give me more, baby. Let me let me ride this wave all the way to the end, you know? Bring me back to shore nicely. But overall, yes. I think it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for, I totally agree with you. I also wrote down, I think the final chorus ending just doesn't hit that next level, I think, yeah. that I thought it was going to. So it's a little underwhelming. Um, but yes, let me preface by saying I am slightly biased. I love Min Hyun's <laughs> voice. Um, again, if I was Ursula, I'd be suing <laughs> after him um, to steal his voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of my absolute favorite tones. And this song does showcase it well. But actually, I think he can do better than this song vocally. This doesn't give, this doesn't show him to his best at all, um, which is interesting. Um but yeah, I, I agree with you. Just to go to what you were mentioning, that piano bridge section is definitely my favorite moment. It adds a lot of intensity to it. Um, and again, I wish that intensity did carry through. Maybe the piano should have been left for that final chorus. I don't know. Like if they weren't going to do anything more vocally, I think production-wise, they could have actually, that could have brought it to the next level. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid debut release. It does feel slightly safe, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. I think it's better than Beko's song. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I think for him, you know, I loved Universe, but just based on the songs that he would use to cover and what he was into, I kind of expected a really kind of more laid back, like acoustic kind of thing from him. Oh. So the fact that he decided to go kind of dance pop uh, for his first release, I actually very much appreciate. Yeah. All right. Speaking mm-hmm. of appreciating things, I appreciate this video. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> he's so um, yeah, you know, and it's interesting how like they had him kind of being mysterious and sh- kind of hiding his face a little bit. Um, like in the beginning of the video in the club, you know, all the foreigners, which I thought was just random as heck. Um, God. Anyway, it doesn't matter who was in the club, but He's walking through the club. Everyone's looking at him and he's dressed like Joe from you. That was fun. Um, Whoever he was supposed to be in this video, he is a wanted man. and He is unafraid to show off his power. It's like I'm thinking the way the video was going. It's like an enhanced version of Now You See Me Too with the cards and the the Mm -hmm. illusions. But he was like obnoxiously bliffing every, every which way in this club. So it was almost and he was freezing time. So there's a little bit more of a, a Dr. Strangey, now you can see me kind of thing going on. Now you, yeah, now you see me kind of thing. Um, I think the women in the video were hilarious because like they are so enticed by him. Like they had to remind <laughs> themselves that they had a job to do. <laughs> like, do I risk the mission? Literally the whole video is Min Hyun's super pretty. That's what the whole video is about, basically. Because um, yeah, the beginning was definitely giving me like is he just a playboy in the club? Like You I, got that from that, really? Well, I was like, what is happening with this? Because he, the thing is, he's so not that, I think, in his, at least in the character that he shows, <laughs> like, in real life, quote unquote. Um, so I would just couldn't really take that seriously, to be that very honest. So um, <laughs> I mean, him getting kidnapped in the middle did pique my interest, though, where I was like, oh, okay, there's, like, actually more to it than just him being super pretty and getting a lot of attention. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think he has great charisma and he looks really good in it. But I don't know. The whole story was just a little half-baked for me. Um, But I think he looks great in the dance sections. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's underrated as a dancer. Yeah. Um, And so, so, yeah, it was nice to see that. Um, I like how, I like little moments in it. Like there's all these like little chest pops he does in the second verse. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of nice little pictures with the background dancers where he dances with each one kind of individually as well as together. It's all just very clean. Um, and um, yeah, it matches the song 
well. And I like all the styling he's been doing for his comeback performances. So yeah, what do you think? Oh, I think the choreography definitely lends itself to the whole magical man, now you see me thing, which is nice. Um, We get the mad magician gloves, we get the cards. So that's fun to see, especially in the video. I think that's why they didn't hit inside. Uh, There's a choreography, uh, piece of the choreography where he uses his hand as almost like an illusion. Uh, He switches it back and forth and then it turns into like a gun. Like, so it's one of those, like, I have a trick up my sleeve. A magician never reveals his secret, which plays into the whole, like, him blipping all around the club. And yeah, God. Um, But yeah, again, again, I think all those parts like that and the choreography lends itself to the video so that all these transitions were happening, went right back to the dance scenes. I'm just like, oh, shoot, that's cool. Or, oh, wow, that move is really cool. And I thought the card was just like something from the video, but the video was deriving itself from the choreography um so i thought that was fun i think it's fun to kind of have that be like the hidden side as opposed to blindfolding him or carrying around a bunch of sheets on stage and making it so obvious that you're trying to hide this man so i think again (laughs) it's really cool to see these um kind of ideas come together as one and make this awesome choreography him being on the floor was interesting though i don't i wouldn't have been on the floor if i were him um that's just me i'm because there's certain parts i was like why is he on the okay whatever I would rather see the dancers on the floor and then him kind of just still singing. But that's mm. just me. When you're a solo singer, do not do stuff that would put you, don't do anything crazy. Just kind of, you know, keep singing. But again, it's gay fault. What can you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. He's a really good singer. So I was hoping for some live vocal performances. Yeah, um, and this choreo doesn't really lend itself to that. But yeah, I, you know, I think it's a solid debut. Uh, you know, he's basically starting anew. Um, and so I appreciate it. I like it more. Like I said, I like it more than Beko's solo song. Sorry. Um, and I, I've listened to the EP once, but I haven't really had time to sit with it. So, Mm -mm. so yeah, I will definitely do that. Um, but yeah, it's a solid start. It's not as good as universe for me. Um, but I will continue to listen to it. So yeah, I'll give it an 8.5. I'll give it a 7.5. It's not terrible, but it's not like great either and i feel like he can do a lot more mm-hmm. yeah he has more pull i think than he, than he gives off especially with high b give me some more baby mm-hmm. <laughs> yes all right so we are concluding this episode but we do have a bonus for our patreon subscribers we're going to review some extra songs but if you made it to the end of the video let us know what you think of these songs and let us know which upcoming k-pop releases you'd like to see featured next month you can also join our crew on Patreon to hang out with us. And please comment below or join us at CCTV Pops on all social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show on a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and review. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. And we're signing off from CCTV, the Nonstop Pop Show. Pop Show.